0: This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Shooter
1: ready, stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia, Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything second amendment here we go
2: Folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1178. The answer. Hey, gun control activists like Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and Gavin Newsom just don't get it. Making good people defenseless does not make bad people harmless. If your words, uh, you may not be plugged in. Let me check it here in a second. Uh, making good people defenseless does not make bad people harmless. If words meant what they mean instead of the term gun control, they should use victim discrimination. If you believe in the Second Amendment and if you believe that good people deserve the best tools to defend themselves and their families, then you should be a member of the San Diego County Gun Owners. San Diego County Gun Owners makes it easy to connect with the community that's fighting to defend and restore your Second Amendment right. Become a member today. It's only 10 bucks. SDCGO.org. Join become a member all right well michael is out with his dad you know scouring the countryside as usual so we've got uh, desi in the house and we got alicia in the house and this gentleman is gary gibson there you go makes the gibson guitar
0: (laughs) not that gary not that gibson wasn't that gibson No.
2: dang i was hoping for a guitar and i don't even play uh, what we're going to do is Gary Gibson's in the house. He's a Not Me SD fundraiser. and No, he's not. Says, no, he's not. Oh, it I just says Dave, I you're see. Be fired. Look at the question. <laughs> gonna mark. We're going to talk about Not Me. We're going to talk about a lot of 2A talk. Uh, there is a gun show coming up. We'll talk about that October 21st and 22nd, along with a gun symposium, which really turned out really, really good at the last event. So we brought it back. And also gun owner radios now provide, by the way, if you weren't aware, marketing and advertising services, uh, websites, SEO, economics, email marketing. So our team can help you connect to customers uh, with more, you know, with free uh, free website checkups left, two of them, just two of them. So get on the stick. That's a $300 value, which uh, our experts will review your website and give you a comprehensive report. So, just email rich at gunownersradio.com. That's rich, R-I-C-H, at gunownersradio.com to get that free website audit. Remember, there's only a couple left. And I know you know somebody with a website that needs help. Tell them about it for uh, for that free website checkup. All All right. Well, Gary, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
2: And so... What is? What are your profession? What are you doing?
3: I'm a criminal defense attorney. I've been I didn't criminal do defense it. Attorney. I wasn't even there. <laughs> I was somewhere else. He has another agenda to but be here today. You were identified, which means that, you, that. Are, you are you being charged. I
2: hate that when that happens. So there welcome, are witnesses. I know. There's always a witness. Are you kidding? Nowadays It's ridiculous. All right. so and there are there are people volunteering to be witnesses. I know. <laughs> know. There's two of them right over here. <laughs> I didn't do it. I wasn't even there. Honest to goodness, I wasn't even there. And then we got uh Alicia in the house. Do you have a a curtain?
4: Not today. No. We got no, but you know, what? have you been paying attention to the news lately, Dave? There's a, yeah, there's, Dave. there's some exciting stuff happening. Carl, Ars- that we're gonna get Carl into Larson. Carl Larson
2: got kicked out at the race by some guy, pushed him up. Oh I guess it wasn't that wouldn't be it. <laughs> Yeah, I think there was a little bit of... There's a little
4: bit to talk about. A
2: little bit of gun There's news. A little bit. Are Stuff you going to take care of that?
4: Well, we're going to work as a group. We're going to, yeah. we're
2: going to work in a group. We're going to take care of it. A, team effort. Uh, team effort. Absolutely. So how did Not Me SD do at the prom? I
0: think we did about 10.
2: Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. I'm going
4: to buy a lot of guns and get a lot of training for a lot of women. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Well, once you once you explain it to them? It's, it just uh, makes sense. Yeah, makes total sense. Total it's not sense.
0: with our auctioneer. I won't be doing that today.
2: Thank you very much for all the people that went. It was a wonderful time. Food was good. So yeah, it was it was it was a total total hoot. So uh, as far as the news goes, you almost want to start talking about it now.
4: But we can't. But we, we shouldn't.
2: We're, we're on a we're schedule. We're it. Yeah, let's it. see. I'm, I I don't even use a script on all my other shows. So I'm gonna give it to you.
4: All
2: right. What do you want to talk about? All right.
4: So just to, but by way of a quick preview of what we are going to be talking about, just give you a little bit of a hint, Dave.
2: You're going to repeat right. what I just said? No,
4: absolutely not. Okay.
2: All right. Go yeah. for it.
4: So the big hot topic that's kind of the latest thing that came up on Friday is going to be about the magazine capacity ban. We're mm-hmm. going to talk a little bit about that, kind of where, where everything stands as it is now, and there's a couple different paths for There's a couple different ways that it could go and kind of how that could look either way and uh, what, the, what the long-term outcome could be. Um, we are also going to be talking about – and we're going to be talking about the office of gun violence prevention and their policies. We're going to talk a little about yeah. a little bit about uh, Ms. Kamala. Oh, she's the- in charge. I know. How? Imagine I know. that. You know what? And and if listeners don't know what we're talking about, we're going to explain. We're going to explain. We are, and, and we have
2: we'll, the
0: expert, which is Gary, with us today.
2: And we suggest you sit down in a chair because yes. you don't want to start laughing and fall over.
0: And maybe have a glass of wine or a beer. Yeah, too. Maybe. I think that
2: might help. Or a bucket. Little bit. A or, bucket. A, yeah. or a bucket. Thank you very much. <laughs> or a bucket. We are
4: also going to talk about there's a, there's an older case. Uh, it's the case, the Roy Lexina case, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the history and uh, the happenings within that case. And sadly, we do not have Sam on the air with us today. Oh. So just put that out there now for anybody who's just hanging around and, and suffering. But that doesn't with mean us you hang to up. Get to Sam. No, no, you still listen. No, no. Sam is enjoying time with family and doing all the things that Sam needs all to right. do today.
2: I think that's pretty. We got to just have give it to Gary. We'll come up with a question and see if he can. Oh, that it. would be
4: fantastic. He has a lot I, of I can answer too, all
3: your questions.
2: See oh, that? Ooh. All
4: right. That's all right. All right. Does see. does he and I have a challenge? Yeah, you we guys find uh, a question. I'm sure you we'll will, will give, find a question. We'll give Gary a question. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Uh, also, I can't overemphasize joining San Diego County Gun Owners, ten dollars a month. Uh, I actually found a way where they take the money right out of your bank, and you don't even know it, so you don't even have to worry about it. It's just automatic, mm-hmm. and it helps with two A. It helps with lobbyists. It's in the fight. In it. Absolutely. You know, it's it's so funny. On my off road show, I was we were talking about this, and I said, "Isn't it ironic that the government?" through all their different organizations that are trying to take us away from the desert, take us off Pismo Beach, are using our money. Our
0: money being the key word there.
2: But we have to take our money to fight them, and they're using our money to fight us. There's got to be a law that says that's not right. Hmm. Right? Right? I mean
4: yeah but until someone gives pushback and and throws it out there and and makes makes that clear in the, the accusations it's not there's nothing that's going to happen
2: but but, but there's nobody someone fighting for it. that nobody's fighting for that I mean we agreed to pay taxes right mm-hmm.
0: I never agreed to that on the record <laughs> I never agreed to that Yes
2: you did every <laughs> time you fill out your income tax form and sign your name
0: it doesn't mean I'm agreeing to it Well I, I told that.
2: But but you know it's it's just like if if I just gave you a thousand dollars a month and didn't ask you to account for it, I mean that's really what it amounts to It's just more zeros on the other end than you can shake a possible stick at. Anyway, that's my.
4: We, we also, by the way, we are also going to be talking a little bit about the new policy. I, I know that Mike and I we've we've kind of hinted and talked a little bit about it, but also the DA has some new policies in place for CCW holders. Uh, by good way of, or bad, good. I think that's going to be another Gary topic as well. But
3: Gary's are going to go, today. go deeper into that. Us.
2: I'm glad he came. He's even wearing a car shirt. I'm jealous. My,
3: Michael and uh, Michael and I managed to convince the DA to change some policies so yeah. with regard to oh, CCW man. holders.
2: Absolutely. Ooh, let's, let's take a break and get right to it because I'm excited. This let's is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. All right, folks, hey, welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170.
0: The answer.
2: Hey, if you own a gun in California, you should have an attorney that specializes in California gun laws on your speed dial. Because if you ever have legal matters that involve firearms, you need California's firearm lawyer, John Dillon. Especially if you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, Or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant. Our trusted firearms attorney is John Dillon. John specializes in California gun laws. Put his number in your phone right now, 760-642-7150. That's John Dillon, California firearms lawyer, 760-642-7150. All right. All right. So, what are we going to talk about? So now? We're
4: going to we're going to lead it off. We're going to talk about the the new policy change for CCW holders that uh, Gary has fought hard for. If you have a CCW within the county of San Diego, and you are to have an unfortunate circumstance to where you get into an incident, this is going to be something that's going to heavily uh, affect working. you. It's it, it well, the, the whole situation is going to have a huge impact on you. But this is going to be something that's going to be. In my opinion, very beneficial and is very critically important. So I'm going to let Gary take it because
0: it's all you, Gary. This is all
4: you, Gary. Okay.
0: Welcome, by the way.
3: <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad I to get, hear from the source, too. I, I guess the first thing to explain is what happened that resulted in the yeah. change in policy. Yeah. Yep. And like all changes in policy, unfortunately, this resulted because somebody had to go through a uh, prosecution. And a trial mm-hmm. and a verdict by a jury, which disrupts your life mm-hmm. and upends your life and costs you a lot of money, whether you are innocent or guilty, mm-hmm. or somewhere in between. So what, uh, what happened? In this case, it was a disabled veteran, uh, 27 years old, honorably discharged from the military, working as a security guard, had their guard card. They got in an incident at a gas station with uh, somebody that threatened to hurt them, drew their weapon. There's a dispute about whether they just brandished or they pointed. You point a weapon at someone, that's generally assault. If you just display your weapon, that can be brandishing, but we can talk about that, too, Mm -hmm. because it's an interesting law on brandishing. And they got charged. They got charged by the district attorney, charged with felony brandishing and or misdemeanor brandishing, and charged with assault with a deadly weapon, which was a felony. The case couldn't resolve because I thought the case was unfair, what they were asking from him. They wanted him to plead guilty to a felony, didn't want him to go to jail, but they still wanted him to plead to a felony. And after a year, they would have kindly reduced the felony to a misdemeanor and then I could have come in and asked to take that misdemeanor office record through a process called the expungement process. Mm -hmm. I thought it was unfair to ask a disabled veteran with no criminal history that got in an argument with somebody that resulted in no injury to accept a felony. We had to go to trial on that case. The trial took three days. He spent about six months preparing for trial. So six months of his life was spent in a little bit of mental anguish, wondering what his future was going Man, to no going to happen to him. And here's the bad part. Prior to going to trial, the district attorney changed the charge. We used to have assault with a deadly weapon, which was a reducible charge. It could be reduced to a misdemeanor. The DA could reduce it or a judge could reduce it. In California, that's called a wobbler. It can be charged as a felony or a misdemeanor. But in this case... The DA charged a non-reducible felony, assault with a semi-automatic firearm. The punishment for assault with a semi-automatic firearm is three, six, or nine years in state prison, and a judge can't reduce it to a misdemeanor. That means that if he had lost his trial, this 27-year-old disabled veteran with no criminal record, he would have been a convicted felon for the rest of his life.
2: Absolutely.
3: And so this trial carried risk. Serious
2: risk. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: A little pressure on you. You want the punchline? No, just
2: wait till next (laughs) Thursday.
3: (laughs) After about two hours, the jury acquitted him of all charges. Six of the jurors remained after trial to hug him and his mother, who had shown up for the entirety of the trial. And what I believed to be true was that this was an injustice was true, that somebody just misunderstood what this case was about. You think that—
2: I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but that just doesn't seem like that's the normal trend of a situation like this. Why would he change? Why would they change it to a non-reusable? A,
4: a non-reusable. Well,
3: I can't speak for why their, their office does I stuff, it. but I, I know what it felt like to me was they were trying to squeeze a plea out of him. Yeah. So if we add this non reducible felony, you know, it's uh it's the Clint Eastwood line from Dirty Harry. You feel lucky? Yeah. You feel lucky, you want to go to trial? You want to yeah. risk your
2: future yeah. with a non or you reducible just want to felony plea out or you just want to take what we're offering you and go away? Is it, okay, I don't know that end of the world very well, but I mean are things like that for like a notch in your belt? I mean, is it I mean, I don't understand why they would force him to plea. Well,
3: they don't see it as forcing them to plead. They see it as accepting responsibility for your unlawful actions. okay, okay.
0: So yeah. what was the policy change that came from this?
3: The policy change that came out of that was—and you have to understand how cases are charged in San Diego County. The district attorney of San Diego County is Summer Steffen. I've known her for many years. She does a good job. Uh, Summer Steffen is a, a good prosecutor, and I've enjoyed working with her for many, many mm-hmm. years. But she doesn't control what is charged in San Diego County for the most part because there's just too many cases for her to decide what should be charged and isn't. She makes the decisions on the the most serious cases, Mm -hmm. death penalty cases. She is the decider whether a case is going to – somebody's going to face the death penalty or not.
5: Mm
2: -hmm.
3: But for the most part, charges for felonies or misdemeanors are done by the branches. El Cajon Branch, Vista Branch, Downtown Branch, South Bay Branch, and Chula Vista. And so a line prosecutor is deciding. And you have to understand that when a line prosecutor sees a gun crime come across their desk, 99.5% of the time, that gun has been used illegally or has been possessed illegally or has been created illegally. Mm -hmm. So their mindset is not to default to, well, this person is a CCW. They must have been doing something legal or they might have been doing something legal. Mm -hmm. They default to if you... Did something with a gun, you're probably a criminal.
2: Yeah, and we're going to throw
3: you in jail. And so that was the policy change that we needed. Was we wanted to take those unique because remember, CCWs commit crime at a much less rate than normal society. Right. It's uh, I I think it was twenty times or twenty times less than the normal average for a normal citizen for a a crime. Somebody who carries and has a CCW.
2: But if you're going to do this to a person, wouldn't you do all your due diligence and do background checks and and really find out about this person? And a CCW would be, I know, I know. It's not the way the you, world you world got world a lot of shaking heads. somehow yeah. oh, I heard all this world rattling world sound, world. and I didn't know what it was. I thought the marbles fell out of the bucket. But you know, and I know, I, I hate to be the logical one, but you would just think if I thought I was going to change her life by just glancing over a situation that could change your life forever what a terrible thing to have to live with
3: and that's the product of being stuck in a system that has a limited amount of resources to devote to your case to determine whether to charge you So you're just blowing them through blowing mm-hmm. them you through. you're you're moving through the process and if the if the police reports support a charge in your case you're likely going to be charged unless you have the fortune of having an attorney that can intervene for you sometime before the charging decision.
2: You know any attorneys?
0: I might I might know one. You think you
2: know one? Yeah. How long have you been practicing? Uh 32 years now. Yeah. I've been a lawyer. Have you wrote a book cuz you know you could? I uh
3: I got some great stories, and but uh, some
2: that I can't tell. Yeah, but you could in a book. <laughs> now, it's and, and you know, no offense cuz you know lawyers don't get the best rap, okay? But God bless you you know, for going to this guy and going to the wall for him. I mean, that's, I'm that's so huge. I, I, I'm not sure
3: who was more stressed with that trial. Oh, no. I, we're,
2: we were both equally stressed. I could not.
3: I would have had a hard, a hard few months or years lost. thinking about this guy losing that case. Yeah, what just,
2: did I do wrong? Right? What, what, what could, could I have done better? What yeah. could I have done? Yeah, no.
3: All right, so I here's the policy.
0: Come on, Gary.
3: Here's the policy change. Policy change is that the individual branches now don't get to charge CCWs all charging of CCWs under DA Summer Steffen's pilot program will now be done by their special operations unit. That is the same youth that determines police shootings. Oh, we, wow. are more, we are more similarly situated yeah. with police officers using their firearms than we are with people that are unlawfully carrying a firearm That's true. and using their firearms. And so it was, a, it was a huge win for the CCW community to allow those relatively few cases— where a CCW uses predominantly their firearm in yeah. a defensive situation to be judged on the basis of the fact that they were lawfully carrying wow. a weapon.
2: This- I don't think I've heard about that in the news.
4: We've talked about it here, Dave. No, in the news. Oh, no, not in no. the news, now.
2: I mean, I watched CNN and MSNBC. Well, of course they're not going to report
4: on it, Dave. So I'm curious, has this new policy been put put into pro, put into, into play, or is it still just a policy I don't know if that's, any CCW has been either. charged <laughs> with a crime for using their firearms. I don't either. That's what I that was one. curious so if there was something I, we did about I'm not going to make
3: a living on those cases. Yeah, I, so. I thankful, and I'm glad. Yeah. But, but I'm, I'm it only happened because of Michael, Michael Shorts, and it only happened because Summer Stefan
2: realized that there was a need for this. Yeah, mm-hmm. And again, hats off to her, too. I mean, because that's the type of government we want. We're not saying it's perfect, but when you find a flaw or you find a problem, you fix it. I still feel bad that he had to go through that. Well, of course, but uh, yeah, no, but it, everybody goes through stuff for a reason. So I'm sure it's he's uh, hopefully. I mean, sounds, I still feel bad I had to go through that. Well, but it was an experience for <laughs> Can you, you talk too. To me? <laughs> right. But I mean, I mean, I, I'm sure you look at things differently. It, maybe, maybe not. You know that you had to go through it. I mean, yeah, it was stressful, but I know. You know,
3: no, it's a it's a good kind of stress, yeah, and it's a very rewarding at the well, end. Well, it's because you did your job. Yeah, you know. it was. I can't tell you how rewarding it was to watch the jurors, which is rare for jurors to stick I around was, to begin with. To six of them to stick around and Normally, hug the, I the defendant.
4: Ended. I was just going to ask questions. So, just just by way of a little bit of experience, I've been involved in a, in a trial in a case, mm-hmm. and I know coming from the d- defendant side of it how that feels and how. I hope I'm not going to cry how supported and how important that was to me.
2: Yeah, well to I, have
4: that, and to see that from those jurors, that meant a lot.
2: Yeah.
4: I can only imagine how he how he felt.
2: By the way, you never can be a lawyer. I pfft. yeah, be <laughs> like
0: So was there pushback? Yeah.
3: You get did a little I, mileage out of that. You just got to you know did. when to use it. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah, that that's a good question.
0: Was there pushback with trying to get this signed off on?
3: No, not at all. We had two meetings. The first meeting, she listened to what uh, Michael and I were talking about. Second meeting, she came back in, said, "Here's the policy change."
0: Wow! Wow! Just like that.
2: Just like that. That's Fantastic. awesome. And Michael didn't even invite her to the gun prom.
0: We invited her, but I don't think she her time allocated for it. Yeah,
2: well, they probably don't do that anyway. You know, I mean, the, security. Is, well, not only that, but she just has to keep you know that straight and narrow type thing. Right. All right. Well, that's a great story. You can stay now. We <laughs> earned it, your keep. Because it was all judged <laughs> I, I on us. I thought ours. I was getting kicked out after. No, me. we ain't kicking you. We don't kick anybody out. Are you kidding? Yeah, we do. Our one-segment shows last for two hours sometime. All right, we're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170.
0: The answer.
2: Folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio Show. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Very, very attorney-like. He's hired. Hey, if you listen to Gun Owners Radio, you know I feel about the current government financial situation. So it's no secret I'm a big believer in diversifying your money and precious metals like gold and silver. But when it comes to buying precious metal, you need the right company in your corner. That's why we patterned the top-rated precious metal company, Gold Co because reputations do matter. Gold Co. is a six-time 5,000 winner, 2022 Company of the Year, and they've helped people like you and me place over $2 billion in gold and silver. And now they're offering just to gun owner radio supporters up to $10,000 in bonus silver when opening a qualified IRA. This is your opportunity to protect yourself from our out-of-control, corrupt government. Don't pass it up. Grab your phone today. Give Gold Co. a call. Take action today so you don't regret it tomorrow. That's Gold Co. 855 616354. 612 6354. That's 855 612 6354. And make sure you tell them you heard it right here on Gun Owners Radio. All right. So. Are we going to talk about we the are, office of gun violence? No,
4: sir. We are not. I didn't think so. No, <laughs> we are changing it up. We are. So, if you are paying attention to the news on Friday, yes. whether you know whether you have cable, you watch the news, you're on social media, whatever it may be, you likely may have heard that there was some movement on the magazine capacity situation that we have here in California.
2: Which way did it move?
4: Which way did it move? Well, it's it's not fully moved yet,
2: but it's getting ready.
4: To it's. It's,
2: yeah. 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 We are in Uh, California.
4: (laughs) So the current status is that you are currently limited to a max of 10 round magazines in California. Some, some firearms are going to have a lesser capacity depending on what you're looking at, but you can have no more than 10 unless you had acquired them previously during Freedom Week, right? Mm -hmm. So we had, there was a a case in the courts that was challenging that, and uh, there was a ruling. There has been a stay put on it, and uh, from here, I would actually love to hear Gary's take on it, because Gary kind of knows the inner workings of the system, and uh, we were kind of talking about some of the options and the way this, this path could go forward, and I'm curious to have his assessment
5: sure.
3: on that. It's, uh, it's really fascinating, the path forward from here. And one of the things that I see with this all the time is the co-opting of the language by the government. And what I mean by that is the high capacity right. magazine. No, it's that's not standard. a high capacity magazine. That's standard. It's a standard capacity magazine <laughs> that you have identified
2: as well, being isn't a high it ca- Assault rifle, not no, really.
4: David.
3: What? Well, it's certainly assaulting people's senses, but it's not functioning any differently than every other rifle that's semi automatic center fire.
2: Exactly. Right. And really, so, so really how come nobody's corrected that, that verbiage on the high capacity? People
3: do in the gun world. We we do
2: all the time. No, but but I'm talking about in the in the lawmaking in the government
3: because that's what they want. You control the language; you control the population.
0: Control the narrative.
2: Sons of a gun. I never do that.
3: The uh, on Friday, Judge Benitez, also identified by some of the gun community as Saint Benitez, Mm -hmm. is a federal district court judge. Ruled that California's low-capacity, misnamed (laughs) high-capacity magazine ban. (laughs) was unconstitutional because, in fact, it had no rational basis in fact. Uh, in order to understand what he decided this on, you got to jump back a little bit to Bruin, uh, New York uh, rifle and pistol mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. Bruin, uh U.S. Supreme Court case that dealt with New York CCWs. Bruin changed the test. This is the most important thing that came out of Bruin for me. It's not even the fact that they— allowed people in New York to have CCWs when Mm -hmm. they couldn't. The most important thing that came out was what test is used when you claim that a government regulation violates the Second Amendment. And there used to be two parts to the test. The first part was, let's look at historical analogs in United States history and see if this regulation has been tried before and was consistent with the Second Amendment in our history. That was part one. And then part two was, assuming that there is no historical analog for this, is it a good idea? And you know how many of the uh, left-leaning states came out, every gun regulation is a good idea, therefore everything would pass constitutional muster except for the most offensive Mm -hmm. of gun bans. Well, that second part to the test went away. The good idea fairy no longer exists with regard to regulation and government-imposed firearms regulations. Now the only thing that can exist is, is there a historical analog for this government regulation in our history? And, so it. The, and it just makes it much more difficult for the state to justify any expansive gun control. And this was part of it. Is there a rationale in our history for magazine limitations? And uh, Judge Benitez, who I think is a fabulous writer, uh, it's a 72-page opinion— But it doesn't really get weighed down with the legalese. The beginning does, expanding the procedure for how this happened. But he really uses individual points. And I I like this one that he brought forward was that in our history, if you didn't show up with 20 rounds, you were going to get fined. (laughs) And if he That's put that true. in his opinion, and so it's if this had been a wrestling match, he would have got one point for a reversal. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, 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 it that was is. just really brilliant, brilliant writing. Uh, I would encourage everybody who has the opportunity to read that. If you're interested, in how would second, they find it? You could go online uh, onto the onto the U.S. District Court website, or you could just pump in Judge Benito's opinion. Go on Calguns. I think there's oh, a I'm link sure to it on Calguns. Cal Calguns yeah. <laughs> Cal sure, has a link to everything. I think they do. <laughs> Uh, Isn't that something? The, the, and so he ruled that it it didn't have a historical analog, and so the ruling had the rule had to be unconstitutional. Here's the interesting part. Moving ahead, where are we going? Because he stayed his ruling. It's not willy nilly. You can't order mm-hmm. go out and order your normal capacity magazines now. He stayed his own ruling for ten days. And why did he do that? He wanted. The uh, hearing um, to—I'm assuming he wanted a hearing to happen in the Ninth Circuit on an extension of the 10-day stay. Uh, If the defendant in the case, the state of California, wants to get that stay, they're going to have to show a reasonable likelihood of success on the merits. And his opinion was tight. Uh, and I don't, I'm not sure if it's going to get stayed or not. I'm leaning towards that the Ninth Circuit will grant a stay, which means that the rule won't be in a, his opinion won't be in effect uh, while it's being litigated in the Ninth Circuit. Because the states, if they haven't already appealed, they're going to appeal sometime this week, and then they will request an extension of the stay. There'll be a hearing on whether the stay should be extended. That's the first fight in the case. Mm. But there's uh, you know, there's really interesting stuff there as to what do we want to have happen? We, the gun community, gun owners want to have happen in the Ninth Circuit. What do we expect to happen? Yeah,
0: so. What do we expect to happen?
3: Well, if you're looking at the historical rulings with regard to gun regulations of the Ninth Circuit, we're going to lose. We're going to lose quickly. The only reason that we might win with the first three-judge panel we get is because we have a good draw of either – George Bush or uh, Trump judges, and we'll win that 2-1 or 3 nothing but the question is whether we want to do that. Uh, does the gun community want a quick win? Because likely what will happen is the same thing that happened when this was litigated in 2017. The panel will support the finding that the regulation was unconstitutional, and then the entire Ninth Circuit will take the case and overrule the panel. And say that, that that panel was wrong and the district judge was wrong, or in this case, Judge Benitez. So do you want to get to the Supreme Court in three years or do you want to get to the Supreme Court in two years? Hmm. Because if you get a panel and you lose right away, yeah, there you're... won't be an en banc hearing for that. Yeah. And you can get to or, the whole Ninth Circuit and then you can get to the Supreme Court in two years. So the way that the entire country is right now, somebody may beat us to the Supreme Court on this issue in two years. But it's interesting if you look at the United States that there are, I think, 35 states that have no uh, capacity restriction on firearms with regard to magazine. There's only 15 states that have restrictions. Interestingly, Mm -hmm. Hawaii only has a regulation, I think, on handguns, not on on long guns with regard to capacity, although they're one of the most restrictive states in the country with regard to firearms regulation. But this is another thing that Judge Benitez put in his opinion that this is just pure speculation and random and, and it means nothing, your choice of 10 rounds, because Delaware and Colorado have, and I don't remember the numbers that attach, one of them are 17 rounds and one of them is 12 rounds. Well, why 17 and why not 10? It's like a from number. Animal House. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it, there's no rationale behind the capacity. Why can't it be six rounds? How about four? And, you know, I'm a, skeptical person. I think the 10-round restriction is made so that once we have a 10-round restriction, there continue to be mass shootings, notwithstanding who's doing the mass shooting, and most mass shootings are committed uh, by gang members or criminals and, and, and not school shooters. Once you get 10 rounds, then we'll go down to five rounds, because we're still getting mass shootings with 10 rounds. Then we'll go to five rounds. Maybe we'll go to three. And maybe we'll go to two. And
2: then so the, maybe we'll go to none. And
3: then we'll go to one. Yeah. One. So you get one round and a single shotgun. And you
2: better know how to shoot. Right. Well, it, but that's see, that's been my, that was my issue in in school. Who says green grass is green grass? Okay. Who said they? Who said that that has to be called green grass? And it's almost the same thing as who says ten rounds, or who says you got to stand six feet of, feet apart not to get COVID. I mean, because they, they that was an arbitrary number. They just pulled it out of their hat if you do the research. It wasn't the, medical. There
3: is no peer-reviewed no. gun-related research that shows that 10
2: rounds see, matters in any way. Mm-hmm. So our government is notorious for pulling numbers out of their hat to fit the narrative. And other places. Well, that's true, too. I know where they store them, but, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, it's really, it's really, yeah, I could see why you would enjoy your job.
3: It's interesting every day.
2: You should be right. The,
3: the government, the government's never never disappointing no. when it comes to stupidity. Keep you on your toes.
2: I mean, it's got to be a prerequisite to work for them, <laughs> or at least be elected. And
3: that's why I think uh, Judge Benitez did such a good job. He pointed out the logical fallacies of all of their arguments. And so they're just grasping at straws. But
2: how many of those judges do we have? I mean, you would think. The other side would love to eliminate as many bonitas as they could.
3: Uh, you know, that's uh, federal district court judges and circuit court judges are as about close as we've got to royalty in the United States. They have a job for life unless they get impeached by Congress or die. Oh, really? Well, that's good. The only way you're losing your job as a federal court judge is to be charged and convicted of a crime or be impeached. Gotcha. And then you'll get impeached after you or get
0: retire.
2: Him. Well, if he wants to retire, who's going to retire? still writing their book. All right, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM
5: 1170.
2: The answer. All right, folks, welcome back. This is Gun Owners Radio. You've just seen everybody jump. <laughs> FM 961 AM
0: 1170
2: The answer Hey, you ever want to go get a pilot's license? Well, if you look out the window, the Blue Angels just went by. And here in San Diego, pilots can fly almost every day, which makes San Diego one of the best places to learn how to fly in the world. Learn to fly with San Diego Flight Training International. Check out the deal just for gun owner radio listeners. One hour of ground school, one hour of flight with an instructor, and yep, you get to fly. Normally, that's $400, but for you, 350 You just got to mention you heard it on Gun Owners Radio. Getting started super easy. Call 858-569-1822. That's 858-569-1822. All right. So we're going to go back to our guest. We are. We have a little bit.
4: So so by way of on the same topic about the magazine capacity limit of 10, one question that I have that I would like to kind of discuss a little bit and by further. By the way, we have Gary Gibson. Garrett, yeah, thank you.
2: So I thought I better let thank people you, know Dave. he's he's here, and he has nothing to do with not me, SD. <laughs>
4: Thanks for that clarification. Which is what I read earlier. I appreciate that. So so as Gary mentioned in the last segment, so you know if if you were you know in California and you own firearms, you likely heard about Freedom Week and and the whole all the the, the happenings that were happening back in 2017 when. And so by way of kind of d- discussing what's happening currently about it going before the Ninth Circuit and how that has the opportunity to kind of go up to the Supreme Court, the, the one question that I have that I would love, Gary, to expand on is, is how did that go about in 2017? Did it make it to the Supreme Court?
3: If I remember rightly, out of reading uh, Judge Benina's opinion, he talks about this in the very beginning of his opinion, mm-hmm. that it, it was a win in 2017, that it would—the uh, Magazine capacity restriction was found unconstitutional by Judge Benitez. Mm -hmm. That's where Freedom Week came from. Right. Because he didn't stay his opinion, and the state was slow off the gun. And so there was a week when there was no stay, Freedom Week. Gotcha. And then the Ninth Circuit put a stay on the case, and that was the end of Freedom Week. So as far as I know now, all gun owners I talk to, got their normal capacity magazines during freedom week. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and that's the case went up to the ninth circuit, the ninth circuit overruled, uh, judge Benitez. Eventually. I think the, I'm not sure if the, I think the panel may have supported Judge Benitez, And it was overruled on bonk. I could be wrong on that. And then it went to Supreme court, but Supreme court held the case because they were deciding burn. And then they kicked the case back after they decided burn. Uh, and with the new test that we just talked about. And that's on why segment. we're here today. And it got kicked back to Judge Benitez, consistent with Bruin, to make his ruling consistent with Bruin, and he just did. He made his ruling consistent with the historical analog for the Second Amendment.
2: And now it's going to start moving back
3: to the. Now it's Supreme going back Court. the same direction. So it's an interesting, uh, you know, as George Bush would say, strategic question. Yeah. Uh, do you want to lose fast in the Ninth Circuit, get a bad panel, have them overturn Judge Benitez's ruling, at which case the plaintiffs can take an appeal to the Supreme Court? Because I really doubt that the Ninth Circuit is going to have an on banc ruling that overturned Judge Benitez's opinion, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure that they will have uh, an en banc panel if Judge Benitez's ruling is upheld. What's an en banc? En banc just means the all of the judges or the majority of the judges in the Ninth Circuit. We will get a three-judge panel. All appeals show up before a three-judge panel in okay. the Ninth Circuit. Okay, And then if that panel makes a ruling and somebody requests an en banc panel, which is the majority of the judges in the Ninth Circuit,
2: they will review it. And the benefit to that? Add another year. Oh, And it adds another year. Just about. But the chances are still you may not win. It may kick back to Bonta.
3: The chances are that this case is going to wind up in the Supreme Court in some fashion. Uh, if, If I am surprised and a panel supports Judge Benitez's opinion, And the Ninth Circuit denies an en banc hearing, then the state of California will take it to the Supreme Court, which I'm hoping will deny review pretty quickly. That's right. They have that. that. They do have that option. I've heard, you know, a lot of different theories about what people want to do with this. People, I mean, people inside state government want to do with this. Do, Do they want to limit this ruling to just California? Because if they appeal it, it'll apply to all of the Western states, Oregon, Washington, Hawaii, uh, states that have magazine restrictions. Mm-hmm. It will it will apply to those states. And so if you don't take an appeal and you just leave Judge Benitez's ruling in place, California takes one for the team.
0: California won't do that.
3: I don't think. I don't
2: think so. Well,
3: I don't think so because of it. And what leans uh, hits me is that Governor Newsom's. 28th amendment push mm. it would be inconsistent with his desire for a national constitutional uh, convention right. to add a new amendment to the constitution eliminating the second amendment can uh, you
0: explain to our listeners what the 20th amendment is that they're trying to pass
3: well the 28th amendment is a policy vehicle uh for governor newsom to replace joe biden as the democrat nominee for president <laughs> and <laughs> then run nationally um, being faci- um, yeah, so that yeah out. not really. But the Twenty Eighth Amendment is a amendment to the Constitution that Governor Newsom is moving forward. State of California has not ratified the Twenty Eighth Amendment because there's no chance we don't have a constitutional convention to do that. But they have supported it with legislation saying we want the Twenty Eighth Amendment to be added to the Constitution. Now, what it does is significantly restrict gun owners' rights. It it incorporates in the Constitution the assault rifle ban. It uh, incorporates in the Constitution that firearms ownership is not a personal right.
2: Even though it states in there the Constitution. Second the Second amendment's Amendment.
3: going to change. So 28th that, Amendment's going to change the Second Amendment. So that's what they're hoping for. That is the goal. But they're never getting there, and the reason they're never getting there, and it's just a political proposal, is that the only way that you can change the United States Constitution is either a two-thirds vote in the House of Representatives and the Senate right. puts that on, uh, puts it into the states, and then the states have to vote that by 75%. That means 75% st- of the states have to agree to change the Second Amendment. Mm. And right now, it's the other way Yeah. Uh, with regard to constitutional or so-called constitutional carry. Right. right? We're just going the different direction than the
2: 28th Amendment. Yeah. Well, I was talking about this earlier to somebody. Actually, again, back to the off road show. You know, when you turn around and you, you know, say the government comes after, you know, to close down the beach area and they lose, they just go back, regroup, come up with another way to go back on that same topic and close it. That's where I came up with they keep using our money to fight us. And we have to use our own money to fight them, so it's just a vicious circle. Something needs to be done about that from a litigation point of view. There should be i don't know how you do it, but there's got to be some way to it's just like to keep them from doing that
3: we, If you live in California, the only way to do that is to move. change to move, move or change, <laughs> change change the, the balance change <laughs> the balance in the legislature yeah. because all of those. Regulations are coming out of the legislature, and right. the legislature is a Democratic supermajority. You're never getting never. any legislation that you want right. that you consider centrist or
2: right. Yeah. And my go back to off road, Pismo Beach mm-hmm. used to be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds there of used acres.
0: Used to be being the keyword there.
2: Yeah. Hundreds and hundreds. Now there's one mile that you can camp on for 10 bucks. And it was a gift to the Californians from. The government, Pismo Beach, was ours. It's just its insane. Lawyers, I tell (laughs) you. Guys, I understand why we're hated. Ah, you got to know. But I like (laughs) you. I like another one, too. I can tell you off air. He was a trademark lawyer. That's a great story. But, all right, so, you know, it's, and I guess this just falls right into, this is why you need to join organizations like San Diego County Gun Owners. Because it takes money. And it takes somebody like Michael Schwartz, you know, to be the spear, the point of the end of the spear. Because if we just ignore it, just leave it alone, then guess what? We're going to be run over. Organization and money is the only way that
3: you change government. Yeah, it's the mm-hmm. only
2: way. And they've been doing it a long time. So they're pretty good at it.
0: Since 2015.
2: Well, and beyond. You know, mm. wouldn't you say Beyond. They've been after well, our guns for a long time well they, the government's been yeah. after our guns yeah. since, well, since, since 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 we had guns mm-hmm. <laughs> well certainly
3: since the National Firearms Act in the 30s so they've certainly been after
2: our yeah. guns and that's really it in a nutshell and they and they, like I said they don't care they've got all the money they need to fight it you know but if you don't have people like yourself and like Michael that and John Dillon, for example that'll stand up and say no. Yeah, I'm a a fan of John Dillon. Isn't he great? Uh, Yeah, I'm a good criminal
3: lawyer, but he is a much better firearms policy and firearms uh,
2: individual rights lawyer Mm -hmm. than I am. He's amazing. In fact, I ran into him at the gun prom, and I was impressed he shaved. (laughs) Because every other time I see him, he's never shaved. So then I guess he just did a Zoom on KUSI. Mm -hmm. He's kind of what a four-day beard starting already. He hasn't (laughs) shaved again. I was going to text him. No. He's got
4: other things to worry about. He's a little busy. Yeah, yeah.
2: Th-
3: this is an interesting story with this uh, capacity ban. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how it plays out, and there's a lot of strategy that could be played by both sides. So. Well,
4: and, I, and I think you explaining kind of the path forward, yeah, I think, is important because I think a lot of people are eager and anxious. I want you know, I want it to be done now, and and kind of if you look at it, you step back and look at the big picture. The next fight is the stay. Benefit. Right. The
3: next fight is the stay. That'll right. be the next big issue. Is that 10 days stay? going to be made in perpetuity until the litigation's over.
0: So what would that mean then?
3: Oh, it would, means that nothing would change with regard to the law for a year or two.
0: So we couldn't have our high-capacity magazines You then? can
3: have your – I don't like that word. I, standard. I, I standard was – Standard. Was, standard. standard. So, the, air you, yeah, can, the air you, quotes are there. You can there. have your Freedom Week magazines mm-hmm. and all of those that you bought during mm-hmm. Freedom Week. Right.
0: But would we have another Freedom Week?
3: Likely not. So you really can't go buy them now at all. Can't no, buy them now. You you, you, if you – uh, if somebody buys or sells magazines now, uh, they'd be in violation. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: and they would love nothing better to catch somebody doing that. Yeah, interesting. All right,
4: so, I'm curious. Really quickly, is there any? Do you have any? Since you're here, any any words on SB two?
2: Right. So yeah, a lot of words that. on SB two, but let's I can't say it. them on the radio. <laughs> ah! So let's go to break because the radio show off air is always better than on air. This is Gun Owners Radio FM ninety six one. AM 1170, The Answer.
1: Shooter ready, stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia, Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go.
2: All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. Second hour, 372 episodes. Hey, the... Oh, FM 96, 1 AM 1170.
4: The answer.
2: Hey, the fight for the Second Amendment is also happening in Orange County and Inland Empire. Uh, Orange County gun owners and Inland Empire gun owners lead the fight on the city and county levels to defend and protect your self-defense rights. How'd they do it? They do it by fundraising, getting local pro-gun candidates elected, and you could help by being a member today. Go to iegunowners.com slash join, or if you're in Orange County, that's ocgunowners.com slash join, and join the the growing number of responsible gun owners stepping up to defend our Second Amendment right. That's iegunowners.com or ocgunowners.com. Hey, winner, winner, winner! Prizes at events. Subscribe and win. You can subscribe to our email list, and you could win some swag. This week's winner is Edgar Hernandez. Woo Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Congratulations, Edgar. Uh, excuse me. Sound effects. Sound effects.
0: Someone's slacking. Sound
2: effects. He's he's,
0: he's
4: a new daddy. He's tired. He's probably taking a nap.
2: Yeah, I don't want to hear his crybaby story. <laughs> you can't so, find it anyway.
4: Edgar, if you're listening, please email us at prizes at gunownersradio.com to claim your t-shirt or
2: hat. Better late than never. Better, Better late than, than never. Either. Gun <laughs> Owners symposium, symposium. Are you sure? Yeah, Symposium 2 is happening at the San Diego Gun Show. That's right. We got a yep. gun show. Gun October show. 21st, 22nd.
4: Like a week and a half before Halloween.
2: Wow, more See, guns.
4: pumpkins, guns, and yeah. Halloween. What how gets about better that? Than and that? you
2: have to wear a costume. So more guns, works like Del Mar, look at the gun, finish the transaction at the FFL shop, local gun, local shops, symposiums, more of a community event versus a swap meet event. We're going to have speakers, how to get your CCW, Gabe uh, El Ta- Ta- Tabi. <laughs> is that it? No. What is it? El
4: Ooh, Go ahead, ooh. Smarty Pants. Oh, I don't remember. Eltyab? Uh, L- L- T- oh, oh. L- T- oh, See, what you just said got stuck in my head. Now talk I to Gabe. Him. Gabe. He's going to do just Cultural Wars,
2: Matthias Quinlanberg. He's going to do CCW Lifestyle or the Immigrant Gun Owner Experience. That'll be good. And then Women. Oh, that'll be our girl, Desi. She's going to talk to you about the Not Me SD program. Prizes sponsors include Recoil Magazine, P.O.M. Pepper Spray, Joe Wall Gun Sight Academy. You can win a three-day course. How cool is that? All right. Pretty so awesome. what so, are we going to now?
4: Well, so one of the one of the things I'm most excited about about this gun show coming up is the fact that, and I and I want to kind of circle back to it. You mentioned guns are going to be back at the gun show.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: That is so huge. That's what people want. You know, it, it's going to be a one-stop place for you to look and to see.
2: See if it fits your hand. To
4: see everything all in one place. You know, you go to a gun shop, they're going to have a variety of things to look at. However, Mm -hmm. you get all those gun shops all in one place, you're going to see even more than you'd find going, driving from shop to shop to shop. So it's a one place for you to see everything that you'd like to see, Mm -hmm. all at one place, all at one time. So that's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah,
2: because like if you go see this, I wonder if you could, can you negotiate a price?
4: I would imagine you could. Maybe. I would imagine so.
2: What do you think? What do I think, Mr. Lawyer? Can it, you negotiate a price for your gun? At the gun show? At the gun show? I don't see
4: why not. Sure.
3: Why not? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, since everybody's there. They either you either know,
3: take can it pitch, or they don't. You can, you know. They can't just hand it to
2: you, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like if you go to you, you, have a say you have a gun store, and you have a gun store, and you have a gun store, you know, I could pitch you all against, you know, like a car dealer. That's it? Uh.
0: That's the car dealer and you coming out, Dave. I know.
2: It's, terrible. it's like yeah. a gas station
4: in every corner. Yep. They're all I trying did. to compete
2: to be the cheapest.
3: Except if you want an off-roster gun, I'm going to charge you a lot more for that. <laughs> Triple.
2: Triple. Especially if your name is can Dave. Can you even get an off-roster gun in California?
3: You can. Uh, I just bought one a month yeah. ago. Did you really? I did. So the roster- Private Dave, party.
4: Yeah, the, Dave, the, the roster limits the shop's ability to sell. So they are they're not, not private party. correct they're, 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 you can still PPT you can still private party you can still do third party you know person to person sales Gotcha. there's some there's some regulations in place the firearm has to already be registered in California so for example, if they move from out of state and they came here and they moved the registration to California they decide they don't like it anymore for whatever reason they can choose to sell it if it's still registered and, and you know they didn't update their registration maybe they're military and they move mm-hmm. and they keep it registered in their original place, state of residence, then no, that's that's not going to be a doable thing. But, no, there are ways. Because, like, what so well, if you have a family member passed
2: away out of state and they have a gun collection and they're off roster, could you bring them to California, go through an FFL and –
4: there is a process for that. You would I would recommend speaking to an attorney on how that happens. John there, Dillon? There is, there, John Dillon would be a great one. There is a process. I don't know the, all, the ins and outs of I that. Had the, I had a
2: question. And dealing
4: like with that. the trust. The, there are ways. Yeah. There are ways. It, I just don't inter- know Interfamilial
3: transfers are a pretty good way to right. pick, up, pick up guns yeah. in California. Gotcha. Uh, but it gets a little complicated mm-hmm. on what's a family right. and where they're coming from. And yeah. so, yeah, talk to
2: John Dillon. Yeah, yeah I would definitely do that. Yeah. In fact, that's who I recommended this person Go to, because I mm-hmm. kind of glazed over it halfway through the question. <laughs> so I knew I was not the person to talk about it.
0: You're not the expert on that, Dave?
2: No. I try not to be an expert on anything that I'm going to look stupid when they find out I'm not. I've done enough of that when I was in the Army. Um, all right, so what are we going to talk about this topic? We want, you want you want to talk to a Or is he allowed? Are we allowed? We're
4: actually going to hold off on that, because they're going to come in for so a whole you show. changed it again on me. No, no, no. Are you, are, wait, wait, what
2: do you mean to? No. I'm just looking for a topic.
4: <laughs> well, let's go ahead. and. I, I think when you said 2A, what I've, you were. I've
3: got an actual 2A offshoot that doesn't deal with 2A, 2A, okay. 2A firearms. Let's uh, do it. The case that we talked about that changed the CCW policy, mm-hmm. Bill McLaren was my expert in that case. Wow. And, yeah. and he testified for me. And unfortunately, I, I have to tell you that Bill didn't charge that disabled veteran any money. He came down and testified for free as wow. an expert on the firearm used in the case, which was important part of mm-hmm. my case, the actual firearm and what uh-huh. you could see. And second part was defensive gun tactics. And he was superb. Wow. And he was free. The best, the best kind of expert.
4: was a great guy. Yeah.
2: Hats off. Hats off. You know, so they are out there.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Attorneys. and are. Good ones. So what's the difference between an attorney and a lawyer? Uh, same thing. So, why do we Semantics. do that? Semantics. Why do we do that? Well, it's
3: just the reason that some lawyers put Esquire after their name. And they ask to be. Uh, there are people really? that, that have Esquire on their cards. And anytime I run into those people,
2: I ask them if they get the magazine too. Yeah. Because you know, it, it sort of takes the steam out of them. That's funny you should say that because I go on press events with car manufacturers. And every once in a while, they want to know if I'm Mr., Mrs., or Esquire. How do
0: you it. identify today, Dave? Do you identify as a Mr. or a Mrs.? I'm a
2: Mr. Hardcore. <laughs> None of this other the gook. This one over here, she's <laughs> totally different. She's a he, me, she, right? No,
0: She's a she, her. <laughs> oh, she,
2: her? Is that what it is?
0: Those are her pronouns.
2: <laughs> I don't have a pronoun. <laughs> hey, don't get me started on pronouns. No. I told my English teacher, I said, you cannot tell me that you put a sentence together with all of those before you open your mouth. Mm. She goes, what do you mean? I said, I just told you, you're, you're tell I mean, I don't know what the heck all these nouns and no. adjectives and adverbs are. I mean, so you can't tell me, you say, okay, well you gotta put this here, put that there. It's like a puzzle. So you just talk. But that's the same thing I felt about algebra. If A equals one and B equals two, what the hell do I need A and B for? If right? you
3: want a, an official answer, by the way, on an attorney and lawyer. An attorney is a person who is <laughs> handling business for somebody else. A lawyer is a person who practices the law. A lawyer only becomes an attorney when he has a client or in, or a case in that case. So uh, they, they, it's the same term, but they officially become an attorney when they have a case
2: that they have to work on. Okay, so, Sam. See,
4: so look what happens after he takes a nap. Say what? He gets all smart after he takes yeah. a
2: nap. Oh, no, no, no. He loves his Google. He's as bad as you. All lawyers have a case or something. Yeah, don't yeah. they? Don't they, though? All right, so what else would you like to chat about? Anything in between? No. Oh, guess we're going to take a isn't. break first. Well, we will. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back. This is Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, is there a better tool that empowers a woman to defend against an attacker that's bigger and stronger? Nope. Well, that's why it's so important for women to learn how to defend themselves with the most effective self-defense tool ever invented. For women, led by women, the Not Me program is designed to help with training, purchasing a gun, and getting a concealed carry permit. And guess what? It's totally free. Sign up. Go to notme.sd.org. So I got to tell you, Des, there was a lady at Kiosai this morning, and she had this big old 120-pound dog. But he was a little pussycat. you know. He wasn't, of course. Here. So, of course, you know what I'm going to do. So I throw Not Me SD at her. Because oh, no, I don't. I, I mean, I, I don't have a problem. I've got this big dog. I, said, well, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but he's come over here and licked me three times, and if I was going to jump you. I don't think this is going to work. She goes, well, you might have a point, so I gave her the card. So,
0: Thanks, she, Dave, for being my biggest supporter. Because well,
2: it makes all the sense in the world. Who wants to see a woman attacked and her life changed? Nobody. No. Not That's in their where ri- I come into play. Yeah, not in their right mind. But if you want to have fun with a bunch of girls, this is the place to be. Because you guys are all family.
0: We are all family. We talked about that at gun prom, which yeah. is great. So what we're here to talk about today, Dave, is Not Me, CA, has now a 501c3, right? We've had it for about a year. And so we have a fundraiser or a goal in mind that we want to hit in the month of October. And that is $10,000. Okay. That's our goal that we want to hit. The reason why we want to hit that is because, yes, the program itself is free, right? It's free to come to the program to get all the resources that we have but if you're a victim of domestic violence or sexual assault, we never want money to be a reason why you can't right. get a firearm to get that training right. And let's break it down on how much it would actually cost, cost to get your CCW. So one of the first things you're going to, have to get is, of course, a firearm, right? Firearm is what? Six, $700, yeah, right? Something like that. You have to get training ahead of time because we want to make sure that you know how to use your firearm before you go to take your eight-hour class. So training, let's just say I put you with Alicia for eight hours. It's about five or six hundred bucks, right? You're talking about accessories. You're going to need a holster for your gun. You're going to need a way to carry that firearm. Another big cost right now is ammo. Mm-hmm. Ammo's expensive, right? And then you also have your eight hour CCW class, which, depending on what instructor you go with, is going to cost you another 200 to $250. Mm-hmm. So to get your CCW without and that's it, not even
4: talking about the money you pay to the county.
0: Exactly. The sheriff's Department. Oh, yeah. So then you're also talking another $220 to the mm-hmm. county to pay for a permitium to submit the application. Did you add all this up? I did. I have numbers for you. <laughs> so you're looking at anywhere for just basic, basic information, 1600 to $1,800 to get your CCW.
2: And there's a lot of people can't afford that.
0: There's a lot of people that cannot afford that. And so that's why we created the 501c3 because we saw a need for these women that were coming to us for the program saying, hey, I need your help, but I can't afford the program. I can't afford to go through it and purchase a gun. I can't afford any of these components. So we have the 501c3 now where people can make tax-deductible donations that we will use towards sponsoring these women through the program. And Dave, kind of like what you were just talking about, this becomes a family. And we never – to hear someone say, I've been a victim of domestic violence or sexual assault – That's a situation that I can never imagine going through because I personally have not been through that myself. But there's a lot of things that you have to think about that's going to affect that woman for the rest of her life. For one, it's her mental state. She is going to be afraid of that situation happening again. And Mm -hmm. there's going to be triggers that are going to cause her mental state to kind of relapse back to that Mm -hmm. situation. Right. But when you can help empower these women to take their safety back into their own hands and kind of help work them through that As we're teaching these women through the training, as we're trying to empower them with additional resources, we're helping them take their safety back into their own hands. And this is a feeling that you can never take away from these women because once we make that imprint on them, that imprint stays with them for the rest of their lives. Because when you're empowered, when you feel safe that you can protect yourself you feel that extra load of confidence, and even though that situation happened in the past, you're at least a little more at peace knowing that you can defend yourself if something were to happen again. Wow.
2: So, housekeeping. People mm-hmm. that were at the prom, that mm-hmm. donated to Not Me. Right. Because would you get, 20 grand? We got think?
0: about 10 grand. 10 to 15 grand.
2: I thought i seen 20 of them. On the- no, maybe it was 10. Yeah. I so I was
0: all that there. money still goes to the 501c3 right so you
2: so like the mm-hmm. people that donated can write that off
0: of course anybody that donated to mm. at gunprom to the 501c3 those are tax deductible nations we had this kind of a program before to where you could just make donations to the PAC, yeah but we understood that there was a lot of other donors out there that wanted to donate but were able to do that through a 501c3 because now it's tax deductible. We've been able to get a couple. Well, we actually got a grant from the county board of supervisors from Joel Anderson. Mm-hmm. We got a grant from him, and so all of this funding is actually just put into the 501c3, so that way when women come to us and we need to sponsor them through the program, we have that funding available.
2: Right. I think it's. I think it's huge. I think it's. it's I mean, if, if penny to a million, it doesn't make any difference because just to, to to keep one, you know, a woman out of that traumatic traumatic experience is worth everything
0: so at the beginning of the year Dave a woman came to us looking for help getting her CCW because she'd previously been a victim of domestic violence her attacker was getting out in the summertime and she was scared for her own safety so she applied for her CCW and the great thing about the program is we have a relationship with the CCW division so if we need to we can work with them to get that application appointment pushed up wow. so we push up her appointment so she had it within a month of applying. She went into her ninety-day background, right? She was just waiting. So during that time, we had her going and taking training, so that way she could become more proficient with their firearms. And we, so we were kind of prepping her, mm-hmm. you know, for the the concealed carry part of it. And once her attacker was out of prison, Dave, she had her CCW, and she had a sense of security knowing that if this guy were to come after her again, she could protect herself. Right. Wow. Now firearms are not always the answer. We know that if. I would prefer that I never have to pull the trigger on my gun, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like your seatbelt. You get into the car, you put it on every day, hoping that you never get into an accident, but on that off case that you have to, Mm -hmm. you have that, but let's talk about other things that you can protect yourself with. Like there's palm pepper spray. That's Mm -hmm. always something good that, you know, I carry that with me too. It's a less than lethal force. Right. And so, Being a part of the Not Me SD program, we have a lot of resources available to women. And we want these resources to be available to them at a very discounted price because, again, we want it to be affordable. Mm -hmm. We want you to take as much training as you can so that way you have the resources to protect yourself. And one thing that we have seen a lot with, of course, any new gun owner is women don't know where to start, right? Right. And when you go into a gun shop, 9 out of 10 times, the person behind the counter is a man. And that person is not going to talk with these women like myself or Alicia or any of the other ambassadors Mm -hmm. would because Mm -hmm. they're going to try to sell them a gun that might not be good for them, right? right? And when we talk about helping a woman buy a firearm, there's a lot of things like what do you want it for? Like, you know, for me, I always look at size and height because I'm a tall girl, right? So for me, I need a little bit more to hold when it comes Mm -hmm. to my gun. So Mm -hmm. not every woman is different. But when you go into a gun shop, you have one chance to grasp their attention. And if that experience is a bad one, then they're never gonna come back.
2: Right. And, oh, yeah, without a doubt.
0: And that's where and we it come in. It probably
4: into- took a lot of guts for them to walk in there that first time. They're not <sighs> likely to get in, get another shot another chance.
0: Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. And so they'll come to us and say, hey, like, I'm looking for help here. And to have that resource that's not like you or I, Dave, or Alicia, where I can just call and be like, hey, Gary, I've got a question about a gun. Like, what gun should I go buy? Right. right. They need that hand-holding through the program yeah. to be able to help them. That's the part that, of course, is free, right? Like It's free to be a part of the program to get the resources that are available. But if there are women out there who have been victims of domestic violence or sexual assault and you want to get a fire room, you want to go through the process, you want to protect yourself, and you are not able because you can't afford it – we never want money to be a reason that you cannot right. protect yourself. Right. And that's why we have the 501c3 now.
2: And that's why you need to get as many donations Correct. as possible. Because do you have a long list of people waiting?
0: We have a good five in the queue right now that are, are just waiting to be sponsored. And didn't it's just, you just
2: do 10? Uh, right. So gun we, we're,
0: we're working through that program, right? Like those resources are available. So we're starting to kind of work through it. It's not really a backlog, but women are coming to us all the time. And one thing that we also saw too from COVID was a spike in domestic violence. Yeah,
2: of course. Think Mm -hmm.
0: about that, like people are at home a lot and these women couldn't leave their significant other because they had nowhere else to go. And so unfortunately we did see that spike. And now that women are starting to learn more about the program, they're learning about these other resources and they're becoming more curious, Mm -hmm. they're coming out of the woodwork. And when you talk to these women and you hear their story, it's really hard of course to talk about. And so one thing that I always like to tell all of my ambassadors, anybody that talks to somebody like that, is everybody has a story, right? And it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows. And some of these stories are going to be untold because it is too hard to talk about. And having these women get to that point where they can emotionally and mentally function again is a really hard place to get through. So when we help these women through the program and we're helping them you know, take their safety back into their own hands, this is a feeling of gratitude that... I can't describe because yeah. it's just something they're so grateful for the help. And Alicia, you're an ambassador. You know this feeling. Like it's, it's crazy. And like,
2: it helps that a woman can talk to a woman. Yeah, you know, I mean, not you're know, you get in all kinds of trouble <laughs> normally when you say something like that. Right. But this is an area that I think is it can only. It's a very be,
0: sensitive area. Yeah. It's very hard for some people to talk about, right? right. And we talked a couple weeks ago, Dave, about we hit a thousand applicants for Not Me, right? And mm-hmm. that's a huge number. That was a big accomplishment. But it's still just the beginning. There's
2: 3 million people in San Diego. 3.5 million
0: people in San Diego. And how many of those are women? Probably at least half, right? So there's still so much opportunity for us to go out there and help these women. But I would say out of that 1,000, I would say probably one in five was a victim of domestic violence or sexual assault. That's a high number. But you have to think of statistics, too. One in three women in their lifetime will be a victim of sexual assault.
2: That's even worse.
0: And eight out of 10 cases, the person knew the individual who sexually assaulted her. These are statistics I know like the back of my hand, right, because we talk about them a lot, but they're true. And so when we talk about these domestic violence cases, eight out of 10 cases, the woman knew the person. That means it was a husband. It could have been a boyfriend. It was in a relationship. It could have been a neighbor. It could have been.
4: Coworker.
2: worker -worker. Exactly.
0: But these situations are why Not Me exists. And this is why we will be around for a very, very long time because we want to help as many women as we can. And Alicia and I are actually hosting a class next month where it's, again, we have a lot of resources available to the women, of not me, and this is a class where it's not going to be anything hands-on related with firearms. But Alicia, you want to give like a quick high-level overview of what that class is? Yeah, yeah
4: it's going to be, we're, we're kind of calling it a, it's, it's a type of intro class. We're going to talk about, you know, because these women come from a lot of different backgrounds. Some have a little, you know, some exposure to firearms, many have none. Um, and and sometimes just that lack of knowledge is a little bit of a roadblock to them taking that final you know that final step. It's gonna, we're going to talk about the the fundamental differences between um, some of your basic firearm styles. We're going to talk about transport laws. We're going to talk about storage laws. You know the the you you look at the news, you hear about cases in courts, and and sometimes there's just so much fear of well, I don't want to do something wrong, I don't want to get in trouble, and so mm-hmm. that sometimes is a bit of a roadblock. So well, if it's they understand Q and, Q and A spot too, right, yeah. right, you know they understand policies, they understand laws, they understand requirements and what they would need to do, they then become a little bit more warmed up and, and open to the idea, and then yeah. they understand the platform and how it functions.
2: Where's it going to be?
0: Discount Gun Mart. But before we head out, if you want to make a donation to NotMeCA, just go to NotMeCA.org and you can make a donation to us today. And thank you in advance.
2: That's very nice. All right. This is Gun Owners Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. I finally got cards from Alicia. I'm shocked. FM 961 AM 1170.
0: The answer.
2: Hey, you know what? A lot of companies waste an enormous amount of money on marketing. The design might be excellent. The photos are probably pretty good. But your website looks great on your phone, but it's just not getting customers. Why? Because you don't have the words that make people buy. But now you can fix that with Sage Street. Sagetree can help you find the words that make it easy for your customer to understand what you do and how to buy from you. Stop wasting money today and schedule a call. Getting started is super easy. Visit sagetree.com, schedule an uh, appointment. Just hit that button, sagetree.com, and get a schedule a call button now. All right. So we've got Gary back in the house. Yes, he hasn't sir. Left. And we're going to talk about Kamala Harris got a new job. You mean President Harris? Yeah, I'm sorry. She's not
0: our vice president anymore?
2: (laughs) No, she's a president. (laughs) Well, somebody's a president. We just don't know who. Um, And I think everybody, when they announced that she was going to have a new job, you could hear across the country a chuckle. (laughs) Exactly, right? (laughs) She's got another job. Let's see. You can't say they haven't given her enough opportunities. Does anybody know about this new job? What's the criteria? The outline qualifications, obligations. What well, the, it's the, the stated criteria was that
3: she's been the prosecutor, the DA of San Francisco. She was Attorney General of California, yeah. and she was the United States Senator. And we all know how effective they are at enforcing
2: people's oh, gun rights. Absolutely. So she's taking over. Is somebody already? wrote it out and told her what the job's going to entail, or is this something she has to come up with?
3: Well, I, I don't know. The, the, it's called the Office of Gun Violence Prevention. It was started by an executive order of Joe Biden. Right. And she apparently is the head of the Office of Gun Violence Prevention, which means that if it's like the border, she can show up to the office once in two years yeah. and call it
2: a day. Absolutely. Now she'll figure out some way to go to – uh, some like Bermuda Ar- or Aruba some or- Aruba, Cancun. spend a month, do what some research. Ours, uh? <laughs> this is just, I mean, do, do they really realize how ridiculous they look by doing things like this or is this just?
3: Well, the the goal's, the goal's not for us or our community or this radio audience. The goal is to motivate their base to support em- them to implement all of the gun control policies that they, they so desire. Was this not an apropos T-shirt
2: to wear today?
3: Vote. vote. It's a, a very appropriate T-shirt cause <laughs>
2: there's di- only one way to stop it. I didn't know the topics were going to be as, you know, I could have worn an off-road tra- car shirt, but for some reason something told me to wear a vote shirt. All right, so, so she's in charge. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, she has to hire another staff. She doesn't even get along with the staff she's got. All right. So who so, are
0: her other directors that she's hired or hiring?
2: I don't think we've heard anything on that, have we? I,
3: I know that the directors she's hired don't inspire confidence that they're not going to be mm-hmm. you know, gun grabbers. Oh, you know that's the whole idea. Well, that's the whole idea of the office, but I think it's more a – it's not designed for functional process because there's nothing they can really accomplish. They're going to – they've got a list of things that they said they want to accomplish They want to explore policies that can be passed by executive order that will um, stop gun violence in the United States. They want to see how they can get laws through Congress that will stop gun violence in the United States. They want to do public service campaigns that will educate people about gun violence in the United States. It's a political proposal. It's not a practical now, office of anything.
2: Because if if somebody in the media would grow some, you know what, and say, but what are you going to do about the criminals that have the guns? Let's not talk about the people that legally have guns and what you're going to do. What are you going to do about that crook that has the gun or the guns that are coming into the United States? Just the name of the
3: organization, the Office of Gun Violence Prevention, and something we talked about at the at the start of the show today was if you control the language, high capacity magazine, you control the discussion. Exactly. And so, gun violence is a complete misnomer because they lump into gun violence they always say thirty two thousand people have died this year of gun violence, but they never talk about seventy seventy five percent of them are self inflicted suicides right and they never talk about there 's an additional portion that are accidents or police shootings and then by the time you actually get down whittle it down to criminal use of firearms, it's about 10,000. We're a country of 350 million people with about 400 to 500 million guns. That's not bad for as many guns as we got. But the number doesn't, it it doesn't do justice to them. We want to talk about 30,000 deaths Mm -hmm. because of gun violence, so we'll control the language. So they've called it the Office of Gun Violence Protection. For a reason. For a reason. So that Gun violence is just consistently peddled to the lowest common
2: denominator, which is people that don't have time to figure this stuff out. So where do you think this is going to go? Do you think this is going to be successful? Do you think they'll make any impact? There's
3: no chance that it'll be (laughs) successful because they picked all the low-hanging fruit in Congress. I was surprised that they managed to get a gun control bill, so-called limited – things through Congress, but all the low-hanging fruits gone in Congress, there won't be any more gun restriction legislation coming out of this Congress. Because anyway. how much
2: legislation do we have already on the books? 30,000-something? I mean, I was going to say, you know, I always wondered about all those books, you know, when you see a picture <laughs> yeah. of a lawyer. Have you got all those books, too? No, I got rid of mine.
3: Everything's online now. But,
2: God, where did all those books go? Uh,
3: they went in the trash, or they went to Law & Order, because they're always in the background of all the <laughs> Law <and> & Order shows. <laughs> I, I sense, know. Sense.
2: And I always wondered what, and I think you, you, you mentioned it uh, when we were talking about the case. They have to go through that book, all those books, to find a case that reflects what we're talking about today, right? Sure. It's all online databases
3: now. Mm-hmm. Everything's online. Boring. And a lot quicker. Well, it, yeah, it's a lot easier for me to find a case today than it was 20 years ago. You never looked, you had
2: people.
0: Paralegals, right? Yeah.
3: I didn't have any people. You I know. was a public defender you for didn't 25 have no years. You <laughs> didn't have I, no would, I, I was lucky if I had the time to do it myself. <laughs>
4: wow. So, she'll be just as effective as she was in well, the micro-stamping, right?
2: You know, that's right. a real positive way to look at it. You're absolutely right. <laughs> just as right. effective, yes. Because yes. her track record is a little... It's perfect,
0: perfect. isn't it?
2: Well, it is. It's
3: zero. <laughs> I don't think one of the studies they're going to engage in is how has the reduction in bail laws impacted the increase of crime rates in the states that have liberal bail policies. That's not going to be their first study. No, no, no. They're not going to get on that that right away. Even
2: though there's Democratic mayors and governors screaming about this bail reform. It doesn't seem to make
3: any difference to, no. to Pritzker in Illinois. No, no, uh, he,
2: no, he doesn't care.
3: I mean, they've gone to no bail in Illinois. Uh, uh, you know, if they want to be uh, labs for this, that's great. Uh, I don't live there, no. so I, I'm interested to see how that comes no, out. I, I want to see what their crime rates. Are. I mean, Chicago on a good weekend has ten to fifteen shootings. You know, it it, it just depends if it's going to be twenty to thirty on a bad weekend. But uh, the problem is, but if you a arrest people and nobody goes to jail. Yeah. Why are you arresting them? What's the point? And that's what the how the cops feel. It's no longer proactive policing. Cause mm-hmm. There's no point to proactive policing. Yeah. It's reactive policing, exactly. which is uh, an absolute
2: advertisement for CCW, yeah. which you have a hard time getting in Illinois. Yeah. Well, the only time you're going to see any action or, or any anything is when the criminal gets closer and closer to those group of people. As long as they keep preying on the poor and the downtrodden, they're okay with the program. I mean, they they don't care.
3: Uh, I mean, most of the blue cities, blue states, are okay with a broken immigration policy until the immigrants started winding up in their city, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it's a catastrophe
2: and going to be the end of our city. And look how fast they threw them out of uh, Martha's Martha's Vineyard. Vineyard. And there was, what, 50? If that, I think, that showed up. uh, Property's tight on Martha's Vineyard. (laughs) Well, I would have hired them because they need busboys and they need people to do all the things they need. I know. Well, you know, there was a time, like I was saying, that I, I just, you know, government and all this just, just drive me crazy. And I have read a couple of books that realize it's been going on longer than I have, so I guess I don't have much of a problem with it as I thought. Just got to get the right people in office. Well, it,
3: this office is going to accomplish nothing. Absolutely. Well, except but they money. will say they are accomplishing something, notwithstanding the fact they're accomplishing nothing. Well, didn't Biden,
2: when when he was, uh, I don't know if he was a senator or what have you, and they got the uh, uh, the gun law, which what, what guns did he uh, disband for, like ten months or ten years?
3: The assault weapons, man. Okay, mm-hmm. in 1994. Yeah, he will tell you that
2: it made all the difference in the world.
3: It, there, it's actually the opposite. The only two studies that they've done their best to deep six done by the Office of – but done by DOJ, and there were offshoots of the DOJ, Mm -hmm. Office of Policy or Policy Analysis. I'm trying to remember. But they did a study on that, and the definitive study said that the assault weapons ban, if it had an effect, it was so negligible that it couldn't be measured. Because if you go back and look at the crime rates, look at 1994, and the crime rate starts coming down. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's across every state the crime rate's coming down. And since long guns, the assault rifle ban, are only used in 3% of shootings, the assault rifle ban had nothing to do with the significant reduction in crime rate, and that's what that study found. We just can't measure how much a 3% of firearms deaths can be attributed. Attributed to the assault ban. Well,
2: if it worked, wouldn't it still be in effect? Well, uh, you, presumably, you, you but you, you know, think, yeah, and he never says anything about that. But the remember. the, sun, he the sunset remember,
3: the sunset provision was the best thing they built into that. I mean, yeah. they built in a poison pill, which is you'll they get it from ninety four to two thousand four.
2: They knew. We better put this pill in here, otherwise we're going to look really stupid, because somebody's going to do a study. It.
3: <laughs> well, I, I think from a from the. Policy perspective and from the PR perspective that they've constantly over the decades tried to jam down people's throat. Mm-hmm. I think for me the defining point was they couldn't accomplish any significant gun control re- regulation after Newtown. Although I don't know how you regulate somebody murdering their mother and stealing their lawful firearms and then going to a school that you've chose to not defend and only put up a gun-free zone sign,
2: right? To make sure they knew and it's then gun-free.
3: complain. About what happened, because there's no possible way that could be prevented, other than hardening the target and hiring some school resource yeah, officers. Because they
2: don't want you to say that.
3: But that's that's not the answer that they no, want. So no, it's not the narrative. We have to ban
2: something. Yeah, we got to ban something.
0: Ban everything.
3: Why don't we? Ban? But
0: didn't
4: they already ban school shootings? They did. How how? Well?
2: How's that work? Yeah,
4: not so well. But not too well.
2: All right, one more segment. No, Sam the gunman is on holiday he is entitled so you're stuck with us on gun owners radio fm 961 the AM 1170 the answer all right folks welcome back you listen to gun owners radio fm 961 1170 the answer Didn't go off that time. What am I doing? Actually getting to my last fun page. All right, folks. San Diego Gun. Now, there's no gun show. Yes, there is. Oh, yeah, the gun show. Sorry about that. It's returning October 21st and 22nd. It's the second gun show since they banned it from Del Mar Fairgrounds, and we need you to come out and support the event so we can keep on growing the gun show and help educate people. That it's normal to want to be able to protect yourself. What a concept. The Gun owner Symposium is also happening, and it will be free with gun show admission. What's a symposium? Well, it's two full days of presentations and speakers where gun show attendees can learn something, listen to something through uh, thought-provoking and enjoy the gun show all in one. Fifteen bucks. Come on, you can't buy breakfast for fifteen dollars. But you can also get a two dollar discount coupon if you go to gunownersradio.com slash symposium. All right, like I said, Gunman is on vacation, so we're going to continue on with our topics. What do you want to talk about?
4: So, uh, well, we're going to have a we're going to feature Gary. We're going to take full advantage of it being here. We're going to talk some more to Gary. Thought
2: he was only going to be here one second. No, 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 no. That
4: was never the plan, Dave. Good. All right, so we're going to actually talk a little bit today about a case. It's it's an older case from the nineties. And it's a case about a gentleman named Ray Lexina. And uh, I'm just going to hand it off to Gary because I want Gary to take it and uh, talk a little bit. It's about, it's about a defensive case. And
3: sure. Do this is a really interesting case from the 90s in San Diego mm-hmm. that shows how the self-defense law can actually work for, in your favor in San Diego, which in, uh, the best policy is never to get charged with a crime. That's the if best. You, yeah. If you can avoid being charged, then you can never be convicted. Right. Uh, So this case was Roy Laxima. It came from the 90s. I did a little work on the case when I was at the public defender's office, but the trial lawyer on the case was a gentleman named Alex Lobig, and he did a phenomenal job on this case. I remember talking to him about it almost 30 years ago now. I think it was 97 or 98 when this case went to trial. Uh, Mr. Laxima was a homeowner in Imperial Beach, and he was having a lot of trouble. With local skinheads, mm-hmm. when I think when skinheads still existed right. uh, back in the 90s. He was having a lot of trouble with local skinheads. And one time he saw two skinheads coming towards him, telling him they were going to kill him. They were walking across his property, although it all occurred outside, so you're not eligible for the castle doctrine. If things happen outside your home, you're sort of restricted by the four walls mm-hmm. in order to get the castle doctrine. But Mr. Laxima was uh, on his lawn and he was armed. And the skinheads were coming towards him, saying that they were going to kill him, and they were unarmed, found later to be unarmed. Mr. Laxima. once they got close and he felt a threat to his person, took out his pistol, and he shot one of the skinheads as they were facing forward. The other skinhead, describing or deciding that discretion was the better part of valor, decided that he wasn't hanging around. But Mr. Laxima had already adjusted his target and had decided to shoot that person because he felt a threat from them. But in that space of time that it took for him to decide that this was a second threat and he was going to engage, the second skinhead had turned around, and he hit him in the back of the head. So he was charged by the district attorney in in the 90s, I think it was Ed Miller then, with two counts of murder. And he went to trial on two counts of murder with a firearm. And that's 50 years to life per Person. Consecutively. So you're looking at 100 years to life on this. It would have effectively been the end of Mr. Laxema's life. He would have spent the rest of his yeah. natural life in custody. The case wound up going to trial, and the punchline is Mr. Laxema was acquitted of shooting the two unarmed skinheads. Why? Well, one of the things that people don't know about self-defense in California is that California is a stand-your-ground state. Stand Your Ground is in the jury instruction in California. When you're tried for a criminal case in California, the rules are called the jury instructions. Mm -hmm. The jury instructions reflect the law. For example, if you're tried for robbery, the jury instructions will say, prosecutor has to prove that you committed a theft using force or fear, and that's a robbery. So a theft from a person using force or fear. It's just a reflection of the law, but in instructions that, jurors can read and then vote on and say the prosecutor proved each element beyond a reasonable doubt. Well, in the, ele- in the instruction for self-defense, it says California is a, self- a stand-your-ground state. Now, that doesn't come out of law, or it doesn't come out of law from the legislature. It comes out of two cases that came out from the late 1890s mm-hmm. that said you don't have to retreat. In fact, California is even better than that. California has a statute or a jury instruction that says you're allowed to pursue until the threat is eliminated. So not only do you get to stand your ground in California in the right case, with the right facts, you get to pursue. And what would be an example of that? So you're standing your ground and someone says, I'm going to go to my car and get my machine gun and come back and kill you.
2: You can chase them.
3: Uh, And you don't have a way out. You've and so you follow them to their car and you shoot them. Wow! Do you get to do that? Well, the jury instruction says at least that portion of it's okay. You pursued a threat that you thought was going to be a threat, and you had no way out. Right. But Mr. Laxima relied on that stand your ground law. He didn't have to retreat from those those skinheads, and he also relied on the self defense. And it's a three part test in California. It says you reasonably believe that you're in you you are going to suffer great bodily injury or death. doesn't have to be death. It can be great bodily injury. Mm-hmm. So you reasonably believe that the situation you've been presented with allows. So check on element one. Element two, you reasonably believe that the immediate use of deadly force is necessary to stop that imminent threat. Imminent means right now, not in the future. Check. And number three, the force you used is proportional It has a reasonable Mm -hmm. requirement on the force, but it's proportional to the threat. For example, if somebody spits on you, you don't get to shoot them. No. You may want to shoot them. But you can't. You don't get to shoot them. Mm -hmm. Although, there is an example that I give people that's true. Say the person has a communicable deadly disease, and you know that they have a communicable deadly disease, and they're saying they're trying to infect you by spitting on you is that could that possibly be a defense? Yeah, at that point, yeah, because you have a chance of great mm-hmm. bodily injury, you have a reasonable belief that it's imminent, you have a reasonable belief that the person the use of force is necessary to stop it, but the whole fight's going to be was that proportional? Was your use of deadly force proportional?
2: And I have a sneaky feeling not having a good lawyer, you may not know any of what you just said. Cuz the general public is not going to know about all the different laws and, and opportunities that are available to you within the law of California.
3: Well, that, that, that's how a, I, I would really encourage people that are in trouble to get
2: a good lawyer. That's my point. Uh, it, yeah.
3: It is really, really, really important. In fact, something like we that talk- guy,
2: my cousin Vinny? Yeah. <laughs> I love that Joe.
4: <laughs> and a court appointed defense attorney is it's gonna be just a crapshoot. I, I imagine that some will know and some may not and you don't know who you're gonna the, get.
3: Well you know I was a public defender for twenty five years. The 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 only problem with getting a public defender is you haven't selected that person. It doesn't mean you're not gonna get a superb right. lawyer. Right. You just may not have the person that you want. And unfortunately, it's it's going to take you some money to get the person that, that you wanted, you want. mm-hmm. and so a lot of people don't have that opportunity. But so that's they a they, they get a public defender that's really really good at their job. I mean, I was good at my job, and yeah. I was a PD for 25 years. Okay, uh, so so there is some
2: you know opportunities to where you would get a really good public if defender.
3: It, if you talk to district attorneys, they'll say that uh, public defenders are some of the best lawyers in the county because they work in the system. They know the people. Remember, mm-hmm. you know, of, of the hundred felony cases, of the hundred felony cases that are charged in San Diego County, how many go to trial? I don't know. I don't three, at there, most. two to three, everything else either resolves or? and a small percentage is dismissed. Wow. That means, for the most part, most felony cases are negotiated. Mm. But you need a lawyer to, in order to put your case in a position right. to get the best resolution to your case that you can. But Mr. Laxema uh, was very fortunate. He had an excellent lawyer, public defender Alex Lobick. Uh, he shot two unarmed people, but it was a situation where he felt his life was threatened and the jury agreed with him. But it took a really good biomechanics expert to explain why he shot somebody in the back of the head, and that was okay. And it talked about the human physiology timing process of choosing a decision engaging the trigger and in that period of time how long would it have taken somebody to turn their head Wow! and when you put both of those things together i decided to shoot you when you were charging me but by the time i shot you you had turned and that's why you got hit in the back of the head by the way roy Laxima was a
2: hell of a shot no kidding no kidding under stress so two fire he fired two times two or three
0: one to
2: the head. Yeah. Two to the head. Do you think two, that— Two to the head. Two to Go. the head. One to the front, one to the back.
4: Taking that same process to the Dredka <clears throat> case, do you think that if they had a an expert kind of uh, speaking to the timing of the decision-making to take that shot, do you think that the outcome could have been different for Dredka? Uh,
3: uh, unfortunately, I, I uh, yes, I think so. Unfortunately, you're really a victim as a criminal defendant of the jury that you pick. Mm-hmm. And you just might get unlucky— and you pick a jury where somebody is driving the jury and becomes the four person and is the main voice. And yep. you get one strong person and 11 passive people. And that one person hates you mm-hmm. and thinks you did it. And they drive the jury. And sometimes it works the other way okay. around. The strong person is saying, I'm never convicting this person. So you'll never achieve a conviction, even if you don't get an acquittal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Whew.
2: Scary. Well thanks for coming in and shaking us all up for two hours. <laughs> Jeez Louise.
4: Let's let's take a hot minute. Where are we going? SP two.
2: Go for it. You got you got a
5: couple
4: Really more. quickly. I know that there's a I know it's gonna be quick, but I know that, that at, the, at the gun shops people are coming in and it's a hot topic talking about it. Oh well we're out of time.
5: You so, did that on
2: purpose. No,
4: I actually didn't. I was hoping to fit it in. I, we'll have you back. We'll have we'll have to come back
2: two is SP, a big topic. It is.
4: It is.
3: Oh, so that's longer that. than a minute. It's going to take a couple hours to talk about SP2 <laughs> two because there's a lot of it's bad stuff minutes. in there.
2: There is. It's already ruined my Sunday. Now you got to bring me back and do it again. I'm on. Seriously, sir. It was very nice having you. And uh, thank you for your service. I really enjoyed this. Thank you. I knew you would. This is Gun Owners Radio. Don't forget to subscribe to our show. Give us a five-star. Check out our sponsors. San Diego County Gun Hunter, Orange County Gun Hunter, Inland Empire. Dylan Law Group, Sage Street, San Diego Flight Training, and our new sponsor, Gold Coke. Big shout out to Alicia, eh, Desi, no, no Sam, Mark, Matthew, and Brendan Thomas and our special guests. And don't forget, Bob Siegel, I think, is in the house on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer.